Welcome to Entertainment Discoveries with Nerida Conway. I'm sitting here with a very talented lady who has a plethora of experience in the hospitality industry, which we all love, and that's Heidi Halson, who's the CEO of Entertainment Publications. How are you, Heidi? I'm excellent. Thank you, Nerida. How are you? I'm good. Now, you are an Aussie because you've been living here for a long, long time now, and I do detect an accent. Yes, yeah, so originally from Seattle, Washington, but I've I've had the ceremony. I got the gum tree and the little <laughs> flag, so I officially became an Australian about I'm going to say 20 years ago now. So do you eat Vegemite though? Uh no, no, oh, no. See, you know there was that moment in time when a person who was looking after our young son when we first arrived took the dummy and dipped it in the Vegemite jar, and I thought that I was going to have a heart attack. But he loved it, and yeah, so I, I guess there's a place for it. I just haven't... Occasionally, I'll put it in a gravy. I've heard that oh, one from my one. pop. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah, it's very funny. You see those YouTube videos doing the rounds of Americans who taste... I mean, look, none of us would eat a whacking big spoonful of Vegemite happily, <laughs> but they give them a bit on a teaspoon and they make them taste it and they film their responses. It is comedy gold. It is really gold. I've done it myself. <laughs> I did it at a fraternity party years ago before I even moved here. And because people think it's chocolate, they yeah. think it's chocolate yeah. sauce, like hot fudge like you yeah. might get in a jar to go on your ice cream. So they take a what big a rude spoon. <laughs> and they willingly do it. And especially if they've had, you know, it's, it's a fraternity party, there's probably a beer involved. And <laughs> the, the expressions are, they're gold. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about the entertainment publications, because everyone that I know at some point in their life has bought an entertainment book for charity or through linked to a sort of a local charity or a community group of that that kind of thing, which is filled with all kinds of goodies and vouchers and discounts to different things. How did the concept, I guess, originate? Good question. Well, it originated actually in the States and it was a concept that was started by a husband and wife couple. And the wife was a volunteer for the Children's Hospital and the husband was uh, a printer and also a rot- Rotarian. Mm-hmm. And so they got to thinking about how they could create a unique fundraiser that combined his interests and his his other mates that were in the Rotary Club who happened to own restaurants and be in the uh, hospitality industry. And the Potikers decided to put together some sort of booklet back in that, like a long time ago, just a little booklet that, that featured those restaurants that were part of his Rotary Club. Wow. And then that got sold as a fundraiser for the Children's Hospital. So... This is back um, in the late 60s, so quite some time ago. I moved here 25 years ago to set up the first little offices for Australia and New Zealand. Did you know what you were coming to? Did you have any idea? I did. Yeah, I'd been here as a tourist, yeah. and um, I married an Aussie, so he, I knew where, where I was heading. I knew about the Vegemite situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we set up the first little office here in Melbourne. I think at the time, the head office from America really wanted us to set up the first office in Sydney. They, they probably you know, didn't know many other cities in Australia, to be, to be honest. Um, but at the time, if you think back 25 years ago, the dining scene in Australia, the heart of it really was in Ligon Street. It really yes. was Melbourne. And whilst there's been an amazing you know, growth in the hospitality industry in the 25 years, um, to me, Melbourne still sounds is, is sort of the place it all kind of began. So yes. we, I, I convinced them that we should set up our first little office here, which we did. And, and now there's 20 offices around Australia and New Zealand. It's so. quite extraordinary. I mean, I, honestly, like just as a... Looking at you as, a, I guess, a businesswoman, it's really quite amazing. You've had children that you've kind of obviously had and brought up through running this job, which has grown 
exponentially. Mm. I don't and know how you've done it. Well, they're really well trained on ordering at a restaurant. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> they, they know exactly what kind of wine I'm going to want. They they choose the right dishes that go well together. They're actually pretty handy in the kitchen Bless too, both heart. boys. So yeah, they're good dates. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So obviously you must have a passion for food and wine yourself. Mm. That's where I was before this. So mm. I was opening up restaurants for a restaurant group in America. I spent about six years in the kitchen. Um, oh. And so you really understand the needs of restaurants and hospitality groups. Well, I think you, you, to be in the, this industry, you really need to love it. Mm. You know, it's it's a lot of hard work, and there's a lot of amazing people doing, you know, innovating and doing crazy things. And um, you know, but it's got oh, it comes with a lot of commitment. You know, mm. the hours that you need to put in and and the effort to deliver a superior product out there is is a big challenge. So, you know, hats off to anyone mm. in the hospitality industry for what they're doing. And and I don't think there's many countries in the world that do it better than no, Australia. I, I would have to agree with you there. So when you go out for dinner, do you use the entertainment book yourself? Uh, yes, absolutely, every time. Okay. So occasionally I'll go to a place that's new to me to kind of explore, which isn't in the entertainment book as yet, but um, no, I, I definitely use it. It's, it's a great way to discover new businesses that you mightn't have tried otherwise, and, and the majority of people using their entertainment membership are finding someplace new. Yes. So there's something like close to 70% of people when they present their entertainment offer in a restaurant had never been there before. So good. And that's the thing. We all need a bit of inspiration. And mm. sometimes you don't want to travel very far from where you live and you've got no idea, and other times, you know, you I guess you want to not be embarrassed if you're taking someone out and you, you want a good quality of service and food. And I think that's the thing that I didn't realise about the entertainment book initially was that it's not just kind of, I guess, restaurants who can't sell their wares trying to give away vouchers. No, it's the opposite. It's, it's the opposite. Yeah. It's actually quite hard to get into the entertainment book and the restaurants in there um, are some of the finest places. There's taxi dining in, in you know, Federation Square. There's um, Summit Crown. I mean, some of the, the top-end restaurants are in there. Mm. And not to mention, for me, having children, you know, grabbing a couple of two-for-one rolled yes, <laughs> paper yes, rolls. Yes, paper rolls are good. Yeah, so it's, it's, you know, many of the businesses that we feature in the entertainment book, I mean, they... they they do have lines out the door. Mm. They're basically full. and But for them, to be able to market to the audience of consumers who support community mm. fundraising every year by buying their entertainment membership, they're a very unique and loyal and exploratory customer mm. um, with a high disposable income that, that are, tend to be influencers. Yes. So if you think about the people that are purchasing entertainment memberships through their local Rotary Club or in support of their child's swim team or choir or school or whatever, they're generally the parents that are, that are doing good yes. and, and are good consumers for the hospitality industry to be reaching. So, um, you know, I think that's why so many amazing restaurants make an exception and get involved with the entertainment book because of the consumer they're reaching and the, the value of the word of mouth that specific customer can generate for them. And not only that, um, I only just realised myself that in, t in talking to a restaurateur that there's, particularly with the app, there's now um, a way, it's highly measurable, so they can actually ask you guys for a report, is that mm, right? Yeah. About where the diners have come from, so they can work out who their customers are. Exactly, exactly. So especially with the digital membership now that, that's supported by an app on people's phones, mm. um, it can bring up a map and show people what's near to them. From there, we can watch 
well, not that we watch what customers are doing. So that sounded a bit weird. <laughs> uh, but we can see, you know, if customers are looking at the restaurant's menu first, if they've been there before, how spontaneous their decision uh, see, to that, go was. That info for business owners is phenomenal. Well, and to see on a map where they drove from to mm, get there mm. and just really interesting um, analytics that we're getting through mm. now, especially through the digital membership. And at the end of the day, we can also see the actual dollar return on investment. Yes. Which at the end of the day, from a marketing point of view, that's really what it's all about for yeah. them. You know, it, it hasn't been something that, um, you know, we just exploded on the scene and, you know, we're kind of a flash in the pan. I mean, this has literally been 25 years in the mm. making. And one city at a time, you know, quite managed and m- metered growth. Yeah. Where I've seen plenty of people try and make a quick dollar and do things that aren't quite quite right for the hospitality industry or yeah. or quite right for the fundraising community yes. or even quite right for the consumer. Mm. So we've really focused on making sure that all three parties are equally winning. Yes. If that's all in balance, then it just goes from strength to strength. Oh, so so. Good. Hmm. Um, tell me about the charity side of things. Yeah, well, there's quite a few um, big fundraising organizations and, and small fundraising organizations across Australia and New Zealand who who is our primary distribution channel. So, so you don't, there's no criteria for as long as they're a kind of... As they're a bona fide, a bona fide yeah. fundraising organization. Yeah. So some of the bigger ones like the RSPCA or the Cancer Council, um, others are, you know, private schools mm-hmm. or, or smaller organizations, but um, all of them have a need to raise funds. Mm-hmm. And so they... Um, when they sell an entertainment membership, mm-hmm. we give them all the collateral and support that they need and even a, an online platform to, to sell the memberships to their databases of supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they keep 20% of that for their fundraising. Wow, so, which is awesome. Hmm, it's, mm. it's, again, it's to be a win-win for everybody. Yeah. And if that's all happening, it works good. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's fascinating. What's your next challenge coming up for you? The the next phase of our, our business year is building the next editions. Mm-hmm. So um, we, the fundraising season, that's sort of starting to, they're getting quite down to the end of the fundraising season. They sell out usually every year by about August. Okay. And then we shift our focus and, and start working on who we should include in the books next year and if we're going to make any of the books bigger or what we're going to do there. And, of course, improvements technically to the digital membership. So um, new website rollout, all that sort of Exciting. caper. That'll yeah. keep me out of trouble, that's for sure. It sure will. Mm. <laughs> well, you're an amazing lady, and thank you so much for taking the time to oh, chat to thank us. You. If people want to get... Okay, if people want to buy an entertainment book for themselves so that they can go and do what I've just done for the school holidays, for example, and mm. save a, a lot of money um, and eat out at great places and, you know, just save money in their family <coughs> budget, where can they buy them? Well, they're all distributed throughout the community as a fundraiser. So either through any of the big charities that, that almost all of them are, are selling them at the moment. And can we find them online? You can find them on our website yes. as well. So um, there's, a, there's an area of the entertainment website where you can discover which charities are near to you and that sort of thing and, yep. and choose one that you want to support. So. Excellent. Hmm. And also if a charity wants to get involved... How do they do so? Same thing. Same thing through the website or, or contact our local office, either way. Great. Um, we have not a lot of uh, opportunities for that left for this year, but we can certainly try and get people in if we... Yeah, and next year's always that's around right. the corner. That's, exa- that's, right. that's uh, right. And tell us the website address. So we're at entertainmentbook.com.au. Oh, 
You sound so fancy saying it in your American <laughs> accent. Entertainmentbook.com. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for chatting to us today. No You've been worries, listening no, no. to Nerida Conway chatting to Heidi Helson, CEO of Entertainment Publications.